In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... Madam Speaker... Madam Vice President. You want to hang out with us? You get your vaccine. Vaccine, vaccine. And so I went to Human Resources. There are some things I just can't tell you uh, on air. The Betches Sup Podcast. A woman's problem, if you will. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Sage. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Happy Monday, Sammy. How was your weekend? I was so happy to see you on Thursday. Yeah, we had the greatest time um, at Millie's show. It was so funny. And to the listeners who introduced yourselves, thank you. It was very flattering. But Millie, oh, yes. was so Millie and Elise were so funny. My weekend was was good. Um, I got the vaccine booster yesterday and I'm feeling not amazing. My voice, I, my, I feel like it sounds a little off. Maybe a little. But yeah, you know, part of being sick, the worst part of being sick is like, no, is not knowing like what you have and if you're going to be okay and like when you're going to be okay. Right. But I actually feel like the appropriate amount of sick because I know exactly what this is and that it will go away. Yeah, it's literally just your, you know exactly what your immune system's doing and why and when it will stop. I think that my flu shot like knocked me out, but maybe it was something else. I got both. So yeah, could have been. Yeah, your immune system is like, yeah. It's like raging. Protect her at all costs. <laughs> really? <laughs> just like activate. Yeah. This is the look of antibodies like doing their work. But yeah, no, I think. It's life um, now. Yeah, it's like being sick minus the anxiety, which often I think is what makes being sick so shitty. True, true. You know, I was reading this morning that they expect – so there's like this year there's been – in 2020, there wasn't a huge gap in COVID deaths according to party. In 2021, there was because of the vaccine and like this vaccine like reluctance that became political. And now people are predicting it's going to go away again because now we have several anti – of these like treatments that will treat real bad COVID when you've got it. So it's like, (laughs) now we're circling back around where some of these anti-vaxxers might thankfully, very thankfully for them be saved by these, these treatments. You know what? If, if a good thing happens and the anti-vaxxers get the side effects of the good thing happening, whatever. Absolutely. (laughs) That's fine. It, It keeps us all safer. I don't know why they're more trusting of a pill made by the same people who made the vaccine. But all right. Maybe they're just scared of needles is the real thing. They're just all scared. Oh, of my needles. gosh. I'll uh, swallow yeah. the vaccine, but I will. Well, how do they think remdesivir is administered mm-hmm. through a very intense needle? Yeah. Have they ever been to a hospital? Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Off topic. <coughs> Excuse me. So obviously big headline from the weekend is this just – horrifying tragedy in Houston at Astro World. I mean, incomprehensible. I don't know how you talk about it. I think all of the deceased have been publicly named now, and it's just so many young people. It makes me sick. Yeah, it. that was the video. I mean, watching those videos of like the people screaming for help. 
I ended up watching a lot of videos. I don't know why. I just. I only watched like maybe two or three because I really got the picture. I hate mm-hmm. crowds. So this yeah. was very terrifying to me. Yeah, this made me think I'm never going to a crowd I thought again. crowds were annoying, but deadly? Like, yeah. I mean, this does occasionally, you do occasionally hear about like stampedes and that sort of thing. But I mean, it's very like, uh, it's harrowing. They had only just recently on like My Favorite Murder, which is like one of the most popular, you know, uh, true crime podcasts. They should probably change their name because they do pretty heavy stuff. But recently they did one on like another thing like this. I think it was called like the Hills- Hillsboro Stampede or something at like an English soccer game. And they did that like a, I listened to that a couple weeks ago, and it's just I just can't imagine the terror, especially at that age. I mean, one young man like drove drove by himself from a different state and was by himself. It's just, what do you think? What do you think we're going to see from like this investigation? I mean, I think they're what are what is there to investigate? Like, I think it's all on camera. Yeah, it's it's not. Also, it's sort of like the science of crowds. It's not like. Everyone saw what happened. There was no like secret. I mean, there was this whole thing going around about like a cop got like stuck with a needle, but like right. ah, that's not really the issue. Like the issue is that the crowds were like swarming the stage. I think like the real problem is really the culture of this festival, which had not been um this horrible up to this point, but like apparently Travis Scott has a history of like encouraging chaos and encouraging people to like rush the stage and you know it's not just that astroworld is like a random sample of people like it's people who engage in this culture and they like that about it and you know it's the same as you have like grateful dead people it's like you know it's the same type of thing where it's like there's like customs and a way you act at these types of festivals and one of, I guess, like the cultural markers is that people are very like aggressive about getting near the stage, about like pushing into each other. Very, It's a very chaotic environment. And part of that is encouraged by the artist. And part of and part of that is like what investments did they put into like actually trying to control this? And, that's and you what, know what? If you, you know what the investigation is going to be. What you just said is true. But if I had never been to one of these things or I didn't know any, I might not know that. I might not know that it's like, you don't really want to get that close unless you're like really willing to be uncomfortable. And then obviously what happened here, I mean, the the sheriff said that there might have been something going on with somebody like injecting people, which would have like caused alarm. But still, I think the the chaos was going to happen anyway. And Travis Scott apparently like after it sold out, he deleted the tweet, but there was a tweet that was like, you know, the real ones will find a way in and like encourage people to sneak in. And there's video of people coming in and there is a security checkpoint, but nobody's nobody's stopping them and they have no chance at stopping them. I mean, I'm not expecting like three security guards who are there to check bags to be able to stop, you know, hundreds of people barreling towards them. But like that, it's, okay, but that's, that's not, your job. That that's is the responsibility of the planners. No, that's that not is not normal for I've never I've I've never heard of a festival where something like that could just happen. Like Coachella, the show should have stopped your then. Yeah, it seems like the it show hasn't even stopped started. Then. It's like right. how did how did they? That's what I'm confused about. Is like I've never I've been to a lot of like festivals and concerts. I've literally never been to one where it's like they don't actually make you show your ticket and like go to a show your bracelet. Like yes, people get aggressive about like where they want to stand, right? But 
it's not like to the point where everyone is just like rushing forward and pushing and as if there's no decorum. (laughs) When I heard that maybe somebody was injecting some people, well, that doesn't surprise me because the videos of people just like running and, and barreling in. But um, I'm honestly surprised that we're not hearing about more fatalities. Why would someone inject people? Like, I, what, I why would that? If they're insane or they think that that's fun or they wanted to, like, actually kill people. I, I don't know. I mean, this I guess this person got pricked with something, which doesn't necessarily mean there was somebody intentionally. It could mean somebody was there with intravenous drugs for themselves. But it right. doesn't necessarily mean that somebody was like. And it sounds like in the in the chaos of what was going on. Everything was flying around just because somebody was pricked in the neck. But I'm sure we'll we'll find out what was in that security guards security guards system. But ugh. yeah, I'm sure we're gonna find out a lot of like not like malfeasance, negligence. Like we're, we're why were and there ten year olds there? Might seem, like oh my there, god! Like isn't there Wait, a who's, bar? Who's gonna like, let, I'm confused. Who's gonna let Travis Scott play their venue again? Who's gonna partner with Travis Scott? I mean, it's over. It's got to be over for Travis Scott. I mean, he's rich enough, but like. I don't I don't think so. I actually think like they'll probably pay some fines, maybe. Yeah. And Travis Scott will continue because like these people are obsessed with him. They're not gonna like, oh, I hate him now. He also like, I will say, you see the videos of him performing and it's like he he clearly realizes that there's something like up, but mm-hmm. it's not clear what it is. And I don't know. Like, it's hard to, Well, when festivals you know, and things like that are being managed very, very well, you will have potentially an ambulance come through to take care of one person. Like, that. that's good. That's an ideal scenario. But what was happening there is that there was, like, people that had been trampled on the right. ground. And- it's sadly, from the descriptions, it sounded like there, there were more fatalities than were reported. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I'm definitely curious to see if we, if we hear about more. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. 
and you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. So we're going to pivot to some more intense headlines. We're going to look at some of the, the big trials that have started this month. First, the trial of the McMichaels, Travis McMichael. I think his name's Gregory. These are the two men that killed Ahmed Arbery and also their neighbor. So there's really no question about whether they are the ones who killed him. But this trial will look at their intent and also some false imprisonment charges. These men will also be put on trial for federal hate crimes in February. So that's separate. The jury in Georgia includes 11 white people and just one black person and that was on purpose. I read a lot of people did not show up for jury duty in this case. This is a known problem in this area of Georgia, and a lot were just considered to be prejudiced. This is a nationally known case. But the judge did say there appeared to be racial discrimination and how the defense was choosing jurors, as in not choosing any Black people. But he was like, you can move forward because they were justified for other reasons in dismissing them. But like, there's a reason that they were justified for dismissing them. People are alleging that the defense really pushed these Black jurors farther than the white jurors, asked them, like, did your kids see this news story? Asking them really emotional questions to provoke a response that they wanted to be able to eliminate them. So that's 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 discrimination. Arbery's mother, Wanda Cooper-Jones, she said she found the final jury selection to be devastating. People down there are really upset about this, but she says she has faith that the panel would make the right decision. I mean, we know what happened. This, this young man was clearly lynched for absolutely no reason. But uh, the defense, this is crazy. The defense had yeah, its own concerns like, truly, about the jury. It, this is actually could be an Onion article. Oh, completely. They are concerned because there are not enough Bubba's on the jury. A Bubba is apparently, they describe them, quote, it would appear that white males born in the South over 40 years of age without four-year college degrees, sometimes euphemistically known as Bubba's or Joe Sixpack, seem to be significantly underrepresented. This is a quote. The rest of the quote is, without meaning to be stereotypical in any way, I do think there is a real question in this case whether that demographic is underrepresented in this jury pool. And if it is, we have a real problem with that. This is the man who dismissed every single Black person from the jury, but he wants more. My impression is that he wants more chubby, dumb white men on are you the jury. Sure by, are you sure by Bubba's they're not referring to Katie and Tom Schwartz? We need more <gasps> Katie and Tom Schwartz's on the show. That's definitely what they're referring to down. That's definitely the... The taste of this gentleman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just absurd that um, what I find so ridiculous about this story is that he's describing them like in an I offensive, know. stereotypical way. But like for them, they're <laughs> proud. Right, right. And and we need more of them. Like we need more of this specific. If this you is to 11. truly be a jury of your peers. <laughs> right, right. But it's like if I commit a crime, I'm not going to get, um, you know, neurotic Jewish women in their early 30s in the not like who work in media. That's not that's I can't demand that. I'm sorry. There's not <laughs> enough Lauren's here. 
Girls with girls with brunette hair that they have worked so hard to straighten. He's saying he's trying not to be offensive, but the word Bubba literally sounds like if our lawyers went out there, Sammy, and was like, "Where are the Japs?" Enough Jewish American princesses on this jury. Ashleys. We need more Ashleys. We need more Rachels. This is unacceptable. Uh, Well, we have just like dismissed every single like it's insane. Yeah, I also think of uh in Forrest Gump, like. Oh, yeah. Uh, Good point. I got a fine bubba. My voice mm-hmm. is not doing well this morning. Yeah. And I mean, it's just, it's made, it's set up, as Arbery's mother said, just like a weird vibe to the beginning of this. But as we said, it's very clear what happened. It's very clear that this young man was lynched. And I, people feel confident that this jury will determine that either. And uh, this is just a jury selection. So we don't, we haven't really heard what the defense is going to be. Do you think that uh, these guys are going to get convicted? Because I actually think that they will not because it's not there's not enough eyes on it. And um, and this the bubbles are going to. Yeah. And this judge let the jury stand. I don't know. I want to say I can't. I'm not I'm not saying that I think they're going to be convicted very quickly. Like that's not that's not the first thing that comes to my head. I wouldn't be surprised at all. But if they are not. We are going to have a June 2020 all over this country. I hope, right? All over again. I mean, I, I do. I this don't. is on video. This is on video of them lynching him. I don't think enough people are talking about it. I mean, to that point, I should talk about it more. I mean, we're talking about than, it. I mean, you know, we've been updating people. But yeah. No, I mean, we do. We do. But I don't think this is like getting the national recognition that like George Floyd's trial got or not George yeah. Derek Chauvin's trial got that ultimately is what I think led them to actually find him guilty. Yeah, I mean I guess you probably wouldn't have to look that far to find a case similar to this where they were acquitted. I mean I think they're definitely gonna be convicted of of something. Maybe it will be like, oh well maybe like, you know negligent homicide or manslaughter. They're gonna say you had a reason to think that they were a danger to you because you'd seen mm. them jogging before. Ugh. The Bubba's. Yeah, we'll be, yeah, we'll see. It's up to the Bubba's. Fewer Bubba's. Overall. So now let's turn to the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse. This is the young man who shot people dead after uh, crossing state lines and then claiming self defense. So there are similarly enraging headlines out of this case. You might have already heard last week that the judge said that the dead people can't be referred to as victims here by the prosecution, but the defense lawyers can refer to them as rioters or looters. The second week of that trial begins today. So for reference, Rittenhouse drove from Illinois, where he lived, to Wisconsin to protect businesses, in his words, during the protests of the of the police shooting of Jacob Blake. Just why people think they need to protect businesses. Like, they're I fine. Still, they can afford security. They get to buy security pre-tax. Like, I just always think it's like if you're really that worried about property damage, boy, wait till you hear about climate change. Like, you are in for it. Also, like, why are you defending? They just want to hold property. They just want to hold guns. You're a vigilante. That's actually a common thread between these two cases. Is that Mm -hmm. in both in both cases, these people were like the cops can't even control. You know. Mm-hmm. This threat, whatever it is, they felt, oh, I need to personally go and take care of this. Yeah. It's funny yeah. that like, not funny, but it's like, it's always the thin blue line people that are like, well, I got to help the cops. It's like nobody else is like, 
like people that dunk on like the media aren't volunteering to help us. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> what are you even doing out there? Anyway, Rittenhouse, he shot and killed two protesters, Joseph Rosenbaum and Anthony Huber, and he wounded a third. That surviving victim is going to testify today. So that's going to be intense. Rittenhouse now faces homicide charges and he's claiming self-defense. Last week's witnesses included a video director for the Daily Caller, which was a bit of a trip. Uh, witnesses described, they basically were like, there was just a bunch of men with guns. Like, and I'm like, yeah, we saw the, do you it's, remember those photos? I, I don't do know remember if this those was photos. Kenosha. And it was like, it was Kenosha. And it was just in the context of like a series of months. But in retrospect, it's like, why do all, what is wrong with men? It's, it's like their well formed militia. It's yeah, their, exactly. It's their well formed. Why is your instinct to to go out there with a gun? So witnesses described like a very tense and scary environment. Rittenhouse might not testify, even though it's like a self defense case because they're going to rely on video. Last week, the judge dismissed one of the twenty jurors for making a quote joke about Jacob Blake, whose shooting by police triggered these protests. The juror was an older white man. He was apparently being escorted to his car on Wednesday by a court police officer when he said this. Uh, the officer then reported that statement to the court. The statement's very upsetting. I'll, I'll repeat it. The prosecutor said that the statement was, why did the Kenosha police shoot Jacob Blake seven times? And the rest of it was because they ran out of bullets. This this juror said this to to a court police officer while being escorted out. I believe that juror was then also like interviewed by the judge publicly and was like, no, this doesn't. I can still be a be an impartial juror, but just disgusting. It also shows what he believed about the police off about the court officer's sentiment and that he obviously felt that that conversation was a safe enough space to make a very in this case, it's problematic because it's biased. But yeah. other than that, it's just a disgusting joke. But he thought that making a a, a joke that was going to show very clear bias in a case that he's a juror on and he's talking right. to the court officer, he thought that that was an okay thing to say in that situation. Yeah. And I feel so like that, that ties back to, to us being like, well, we might not see what we're hoping for in the McMichael one because look what just happened. Like these jurors, these bubbas feel comfortable. <laughs> Just just joking about this man who nearly lost his life is just by just by some miracle has not. It's oh, my God. I hate these Bubba's like that's the really like when you think about it, he really gave the game away. The Bubba's are the problem. The Bubba's and the Karens (laughs) completely. The Bubba's and the Karens. Yeah. Should be a band. (laughs) Christian rock band. We can't use that too hard because soon enough the right the right will pick it up and they'll start running people named Bubba and Karen. Bubba and Karen 2024. That would be a winning ticket. Oh my god. <laughs> Probably Karen and Bubba more likely. So finally today, a headline that I've been seeing quite a bit today and that a listener sent to us. This is a really devastating story and a relative of the person involved flagged it to us. So a woman named Gracia Figueroa boarded a flight from D.C. to Los Angeles in, I think, it, I'm not sure if it was July or August, around then. She was a big disability activist. She was returning home from representing her advocacy group at a rally called Care Can't Wait. She was traveling with United Airlines. And as is unfortunately the case for most people, if not all, they placed her wheelchair in cargo. When she landed, it was destroyed. Now, this happened after that super viral video where a lot more people learned about how common and devastating this is, where, you know, people with disabilities, people that use wheelchairs, they usually have to put them in cargo, and then they just don't know what they're going to 
what they're going to find. And there just doesn't seem to be enough universal care given to these devices. So she was interviewed after this happened by a lot of local news organizations about the experience. And she said it like completely wiped out the independence she'd built in the 30 years since she was hit by a BART train. And she felt completely disabled and traumatized as well as hurt and exhausted. So she went through this. She was given a replacement wheelchair. But despite having gone through this and just how like exhausting that must have been, she did a lot of interviews and continued her advocacy to like use this as an example for what can happen. So as I said, she was given a replacement wheelchair that was not correctly fitted, and she developed a pressure sore. In the months since July, she'd been working with the airline to get them to pay for a replacement, and they did agree ultimately, but this happened months ago, and they said that they were working on it as quickly as possible. It was obviously custom-made to her. It was worth about $30,000. So since then, since she started having to use this, the group she worked with explained that the ill-fitting chair exacerbated the pressure shorts sore and caused muscle spasms, severe edema, and an inability to eat, as well as two additional hospitalizations. So that sore became infected. The infection eventually reached other parts of her body, and she died. She was 51 years old, and she died because this airline destroyed her chair and did not hustle to get it replaced. And this 51-year-old woman who ha- was so important in her community is that as the the group that she works with said it best, they said this last never should have happened. This never should have happened. Completely preventable. There are so many points in which it could have been prevented. A, United, you fucking suck on your own. That's it. My, I, I say that. I'll say that any day before the story. They also kill dogs. They drag mm-hmm. people. Remember when they dragged yeah. that Asian man? Okay. Yeah. yeah. They are the worst. So um, don't fuck up my flight, please. So um Regardless, they, it would really cost them so little to be able to just take care of these devices for people. That how many people, how many uh, wheelchairs are you realistically handling per flight that you can just like take care of these like very minimal n- number of devices that like it should just be part of the protocol. Like treat your fucking wheelchair like a, you treat a first class passenger. Not that complicated. Like it's just not. Okay. Second, second place is that it what was the wheelchair cost i think it was $30,000 no they could have afforded that like i'm sure they have a budget for like paying this probably would have been covered by their insurance it really would have been so easy for them to just pay her in a speedy manner and not like give her the fucking run around like like whatever yeah. and i'm not exactly sure what happened in this inter but i know it was not like a simple solution right they this happened sure in July. She probably had to get it like outfitted and it would have even taken a long time to get a custom one made again. But, and they well, I in the article, it said like they wanted to repair it, but she was like, no, what, it mm-hmm. wouldn't work. But ultimately, it really couldn't have been. And she that. knows best. Yeah. Right. It, ultimately, what would have the what would the big deal have been for them to just like speedily pay her and make her whole so she can get her new wheelchair? Like there's that like this didn't happen immediately in the aftermath of this incident. And then third, it just proves how like even people who have the most ability to advocate themselves, like advocate for themselves, like the strongest networks in advocacy, the uh, literal ability to, you know, obviously her particular disability made her, you know, mentally capable to deal with this problem. But like it just shows that that even within that spectrum, people who have the most power within that community are still like, you know, completely vulnerable and subject to just horrible treatment by large monoliths, companies, governments, whatever it is that don't give a shit about them. Yeah. And as you said, like 
It costs them $30,000 to fix. And I'm sure they there's about 10,000 wheelchairs that are destroyed by airlines every year or damaged in a way that... And I bet what airlines do is that they they fail to actually invest in a better way to secure them or store them in cargo because they're just like, we, you know what? It's not worth it. It's, it's cheaper for us to just pay it out as we break them. But then this happened. Then you have months go by where this woman couldn't get a replacement and she died. It's this definitely will happen not cheaper again. to pay it out as they break them also. I will argue that it would be so much easier to add a protocol to like one element of mm-hmm. the, the the baggage process that would secure an item. You can mm-hmm. people ship secure item items, fragile items, people ship furniture from wherever the fuck. Like you can ship a wheelchair. You can get it there safely on a plane. That is how shipping shipping and works. And it needs to be regarded as like as people say this is a part of my body. My body doesn't, I need this to have my body work. So you need to treat it as part of my body. And about like 2% of wheelchairs that they take in and out or devices are damaged. But as we talked about with Kelsey, 20% of people in this country are just, that is still too many. When you're talking about any time you fly, you don't know if you're going to be, have an issue with your wheelchair and that's going to affect your ability to like literally live your life. I mean, Tammy Duckworth says this happens to her. She has an issue every three to four flights. She has an issue and she just doesn't know what she's going to, what she's going to come out with. And I just, why don't they just let you like, why don't they just like let the the wheelchairs stay on the plane? So it's not safe. I talked to a flight attendant. Apparently it's not. And and I'm there's probably, maybe there's a way you could make it more safe to secure them. But this flight attendant had a hard time imagining how that could possibly be safe. Um, but there has got to be better ways to, but at the same time, like these, these airlines, they like, they can do anything they want. So I mean, they can, it would, why don't they just like treat someone who's in a wheelchair, like a first class pass? Like what, what, how hard is it to, to like, just do that? Like to just be like, I'm going to take care of this. Like, let's say you have a kid on a plane. You're like watching yeah. that kid. Why don't they just like care about that one person or two or three people who are flying per flight or just not even the person like the chair because it's a person it is part of their body like like when you transport animals right but it's like the whole process it's like yeah people you know they now have this thing called like private suite where you can like in they i think they have it in LA or a bunch of places actually where like you go to like a special check-in thing and obviously you pay thousands of dollars for this but why can't they create something like that that is not thousands of dollars, but that's right. part of the protocol of how you accommodate people with disabilities. Like, I get it. It's probably more expensive, but like the money's there. Just don't do some stock buybacks, maybe one quarter. Yeah. It's just, if it's not directly the law, it's like airlines hear this and they might think, okay, so we have to fix, we have to change and retrofit all of our planes. But it's like, these are many members of our society who are not equal to the rest of right. us unless you do this. So like, yes, Get out of your narrow mind. Yes, this is what you what you have to do. You have to make these changes. And hopefully this is some yeah. sort of reckoning. But I mean, we saw that activist go viral earlier this year, and I'm not sure. And I'm sure there are many people who who have these jobs of securing it and do an excellent job and are very thoughtful. But obviously there's not a protocol or there's not – there should be something – like these people that have this job should be so petrified of doing it wrong like it should it's not just, be a, like oh she was the last aboard and now we're, we got to go and i'll just throw it back there and strap it down it's like it's just like you need a better be that device difficult. like it really shouldn't it be shouldn't that be that difficult. difficult like just give a shit that's and even if one. it is it's worth it exactly just give a shit the other the other piece that like i think it doesn't 
get said is that it's like there's not really like much consumer power in this because like it's airlines and like you're gonna take the flight that gets you to the place you need to go and like i said i hate united but like i'll still fly it if that's the option like if that's if that's how i'm getting somewhere like that's how i'm getting there you know Mm -hmm. it's not like there's like endless competition where i can just always fly a different airline Right, right. And yeah. same goes for anyone. It's like it's not like we really have any power to be like you suck. You, like you need to treat people better by not flying them because you need to go where you got to go. Exactly. Know? Right. Like if if this isn't taken care of, then people with disabilities cannot travel. I was just looking at my conversation with the flight attendant and the issue is like turbulence, so there needs to be a better way to keep people safe and secured in the chair that they have. I mean, you're flying. Here's the thing. You're flying in the air. You're flying in the air. It's amazing. Figure it out. People (laughs) ship glass. Glass. Puppies. Puppies. Not glass puppies. I maybe glass. glass. People ship giant glass pieces across the world. Right. How does that get there? It's just not a priority. It's just not a priority. Why can't you just pack the wheel? Maybe, maybe people have to get to the airport a little earlier. You know what? Mm -hmm. Figure out a way. To secure the wheelchair. It's just not, I don't see why it's even negotiable. Exactly. How to, right. That's for the, a business like United to, to not, you know, get it right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, we're so, so sorry to her family and um, we'll continue to share resources. And this, if this happens again, we'll report on it, but just completely devastating. We will be back with you tomorrow. Until the end of Democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Sage. And this is the Betch Sub Podcast. Bye. The Betches Sub Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to suppod at Betches.com. Betches.